Give us something good. Um, I know it's a time of the year that, it, you know, we're getting our new life. And Chris has been struggling. You know, she hasn't had no vehicle to take her daughter, my granddaughter to, to school. And I know she's been struggling a lot. Um, with all my heart and Caesar, we talked about it. We're giving our card to her. You're going to give your card to Crystal. God bless you. God bless you. I hope she appreciates it as no, the gift as much as. I know, I know how it is. I talked to her already because I raised my five children when we were by ourselves. And I know how it is walking in the cold and everything. God bless you. God bless you. Tell me something good. Monica? I need a penny. I need a penny. You need a penny? Yeah, a penny. A pen. Warren's got one. <laughs> now that's not good news, but she's writing a note, so that's good news. Somebody tell me something good. I got pulled over Monday and I didn't go to jail. Uh, yeah, I want y'all to hear this. I want you to hear this. Ernest got pulled over Monday because of a taillight out on his pickup, and he didn't go to jail. That's a good thing. In fact, the policeman said, hey, I hadn't seen you in a long time. <laughs> Ernest said it. I don't think he said it to him, but he told me later, said, and I hope I don't see you again for a long time. That is good news, brother. That is good news. Somebody tell me something good. Our anniversary is Saturday. How many years? Eleven. Eleven years on Saturday. That 11 years in this marriage tells you the grace of God uh, for Brad and the, the strength of Amber. <laughs> I was hoping you would come out when you heard. All right. Well, I uh, forgot to tell you something. On Saturday, it's our five months and, um, sobriety. Five months of sobriety on Saturday. Outstanding. That is good. All right, last call. Somebody tell me something good. Wait, I can. School got canceled today, tomorrow, and the day, and Friday. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what school? In Albuquerque. In Albuquerque? There you go. Wait, what do you care? You're not even there. Come on, man. That's yeah. Yes, ma'am. I, I guess what I want to ask, Lexis just got, got her glasses that she's needed since she was two or three years old. She needed glasses, never had them. She finally got her first pair of glasses, and she saw me and screamed. <laughs> that, is not, that is not very nice, but I understood completely. Said it's been a long time since I saw you. All right. All right. Last thing. Last thing. Last thing. Best thing. Last thing was, and we try to always make this the last thing, so it can be the best thing, the best kind of good news. I survived uh, finals. That's easy. Just hold your breath, man. Just, uh, uh, Maylee, raise your hand. No, stand up. Stand up. I don't mind embarrassing you because I'm gonna embarrass some others. Veronica, stand up. Jose, stand up. Sandy here? No, she's not. Oh, she's, she's at work? Yeah, she's <laughs> That's a good deal, too. Yeah. Where's she working? Sunville. 
food place? No. Bird seed. Yeah, no, sunflowers. Sunflowers? I eat them. Okay, yeah, it's good. All right. Um, last Wednesday and last Sunday, all three of these folks and Veronica's mom, Esmeralda's sister, received their new life from Jesus. That is the best. All right, thanks. Really? Okay, if you need to use the restroom, you need to go next door. There's some kind of problem with these, apparently. Hmm. Roland? After you're after we're through, you got a job, all right? You got your Bibles, go to John chapter ten. If you need a Bible, if you'll hold up your hand, if you'll hold up a hand, we'll get you one. You've got your Bible. If you need a Bible, hold up your hand. We'll get you one. What's that? John chapter 10. Now, those of us who, there's some of us in this room that are just getting started with reading our Bibles. So I'm not, we're not in any hurry. I want to, if you've got a Bible that's got red letters, find the red letters. If you find the red letters, you're going to be in one of four books. You're going to be in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. The fourth book in what is called the New Testament side of the Bible, that's the end part of the Bible, John chapter, John chapter 10, okay? We won't take long to do this because we got a little bit of delay with the supper and we've got some cold weather coming, so we'll try and tie this off pretty quick. But tell me something you remember about Jesus. We've been, we've been reading together John for about the last 10 weeks. Okay? We read this, we talk about it in this room. This is not like Sunday school somewhere else. This is about learning to live life and hanging on to hope when sometimes it's hard to hang on to hope. Tell me something you've learned about Jesus that's helped you. I'm not looking for some theology. I'm not looking for a Sunday school answer. I'm looking, tell me something you've learned about Jesus that's helped you uh, where you are with what you do living your life. Melissa. Yeah. Tell me something you've learned about Jesus that helps you. Um, in chapter 5, when he, uh, when he asked, do you want to get well? It's, it's something that we all say at the house all the time, and the family, we hear again, say, we, 
can't. I may want it for someone else, but I can't do it for someone else. They have to okay. put their prayer yeah. back. And that's been tough for me. Kazalath, I want you to hear this again. There was some confusion there. John 5, Jesus asked a man, do you want to get well? And the man's reaction was, well, I don't, I can't, nobody will help me. Jesus didn't ask him that. He asked him if he wanted to get well. I love you, but I talk to folks all the time. And some of it's, and some, there was a time for some of you, it was you. And I'd ask, what, do you want to get well? And I said it a different way, but I heard excuses. And I heard blaming other people. Folks, you can blame other people all day long. It's not going to change your life. If you're going to get well, if you're going to get right with Jesus, it starts with you making some decisions, right? That's how this starts. One thing that you've learned about Jesus that's helped you. One thing is we've read through John that's helped you. Darla, hang on, and I'll come back to Brett. <laughs> but one thing that I really like is that Jesus always seemed to go for the the people that weren't up to par, I guess. And the people that were like people would pass by on the street and not look at. They would be like this one. And that's how I've always related to myself being. And therefore it made it a lot easier for me to accept I love that point, and it's the what the story you're talking about is in Luke, but the truth, the truth that, that Darla's talking about is in John. It's in Genesis all the way to the maps. What kind of people does God look for? He looks for folks that like us, right? In fact, he says it's the weak, it's the broken. It's the lowly. I don't know that we like to call ourselves that, but that's what we are. Now I'm going to add too, and I'll tie the knot on it before we look at John 10. Jesus didn't just look for folks that were kind of like down and out. He didn't just look for people that were broken hearted. He didn't just look for people that, that were that way, that nobody else would pay attention to. Sometimes he looked for, sometimes he found the person that Everybody was noticing, but they noticed because they were condemned. John chapter 8, that woman was caught in the act of adultery. She deserved to die. God's law said so. Now those men were up to no good, and we've talked about it. We're not going to rehash it. Those men that brought her there were up to no good. But regardless of what they said, regardless of what they did, how they reacted, Jesus stood by her and said to her, They don't condemn you, neither do I condemn you. Folks, i got to tell you, as a man who's been guilty, 
I needed somebody to tell me they wouldn't condemn me. Now, there were a lot of people that had the right to condemn me. Be careful. I'm, you understand what I'm saying? They had a right to condemn me. They still, if they want to condemn me, that's up to them. I can't stop them, and I can't blame them because I am guilty. But Jesus looks at me, and because of His grace, because of His love, He stands with me and says, I'm not going to condemn you. Folks, and if Jesus doesn't do it, If Jesus doesn't do it, what does it matter if somebody else does it? I, we talk about it a lot, so I'm, and I'm going to say this one more time because I heard it again this week. Well, I just feel like somebody judges me. Do you realize that you deserve to be judged? Okay, hang on. Do you understand that? When somebody looks at me and they judge me, well, I know what you did. Well, you're right. I was guilty of that. And so judge me. If you need to, judge me. I can't stop you. And I can get all hurt, and I can get all sad, and I can get all mad, and I can quit church, and I can quit being kind to other people because look how they judge me. No, when people judge me, they're just telling me what's right. I know what you did, Rex. That's right. I did that. But am I forgiven? Say it. I'm forgiven. I am forgiven. Does Jesus condemn me? No. Now, does my heart condemn me? Yep, it's still going on that one, folks. But who's greater than my heart? God is greater than my heart. Jesus is greater than my heart. So I'm going to just let Jesus decide, okay? My enemies, my best friends, they judge. They, um, haters going to hate is what I heard. Uh, they, they, haters going to hate. Well, okay. Let them hate me. Can I stop them from hating me? Can I undo the nasty, horrible things I did? So what am I worried about, about what they're going to Who is there anyway? Who is them? Who is they? What does Jesus say? I don't condemn you. That's all I needed to hear, right? Now, I like hearing it from people that follow Jesus. And it makes it easier to receive when the people that follow Jesus agree with Jesus, right? All right. You're sitting in this room. Folks, you don't... Now, there may be somebody, I don't know, but you, maybe tonight you came for the chicken. You're welcome here anytime. Hot meal, you're welcome. That's the truth, especially on a cold day, like, cold day like this. You don't have to do anything to please us. You don't have to do anything. We're not asking any... You notice... Nobody's asking you for any money. Nobody asks you to sign any cards. Nobody asks you to join any church. You need a meal, you're welcome here. You just need a warm place to sit out of the cold, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. Now, you can't use our bathrooms, but you're welcome here. <laughs> if you just want to sit in a comfortable chair and be around people that are going to treat you pretty nice, and I suspect they will, you're welcome here. But there's some of us in this room, honest. We came here and it had nothing to do with the chicken. I hadn't had any chicken yet. It had nothing to do with having a comfortable place to sit because I'm not getting to sit. It had to do with I want what Jesus has for me. Now if you want the same thing, let's read this. And, and you don't have to. Nobody's going to put any pressure on you. 
But Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. <laughs> Why would I believe him? Why would I believe that he's the good shepherd? Time out, time out, time out. What does it mean to be a good shepherd? What does a shepherd do? What's a shepherd's number one job? I'm sorry? Ah, there's the word. It's not just watch. You can hire any, anybody to watch the sheep. Watch it. You can even get one of them little video cameras and watch the sheep, right? What does a shepherd do? He takes care of the sheep. Bible word is he tends them. That involves all kinds of things, and I wish we had time to talk about that. It involves things of taking care of what they need right now, but also looking ahead to see where can I go to get them by still water. Where can I take them so they can lie down when they're tired? It also means taking some risk, standing up to the bear, standing up to the lion, standing up to the enemy. Those are all things from the Bible about a good shepherd. So a shepherd does that. But a good shepherd would do it good. He'd do it better than a bad shepherd, right? He'd be better than the guy that you just hired. The good shepherd will do that. So Jesus said, hey, everybody, I'm the good shepherd. What makes you want to believe him? What makes you believe him? Now think this through. Stay in John if you can. Why do I believe him? He says, I'm the good shepherd. And they say, okay, we're fine with that. What makes you think? Why would you believe that? The way he lived his life. How did he take care of the people that he was around? How, what did he do with hungry people? He fed them five biscuits, two fish. He fed 5,000 men, right? He's the one that goes forward and finds out where they're going to be and what they're going to need. <laughs> Here's how you can tell why they believed him. He said, y'all, I'm the bread of life. And somebody said, prove it. So he fed those 5,000 men with that long John Silver happy kosher meal, right? He said, I'm the light of the world. Somebody said, prove it. He said, okay. Spit in the dirt, smeared mud on the guy's face, told him to go wash in the, in the pool. And what happened? He saw. He could see Jesus is like, Jesus, you know he's the good shepherd because he's proved it. Every time he says, I am, he does something to prove it. Folks, he is the good shepherd. And here's what he says he does. You got your Bible? We're just going to look at a few verses because of our time. But look at verse uh, 3. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Number one, what does the shepherd do? He calls them. Jesus knows who you are. He knows if you have a heart to follow him. What? Was it Sandy, Veronica, or Jose? One of the three said Sunday. S uh, Sandy, Saneda is her name. Sandy said, I just kept thinking, I kept believing God wanted me to go to church this morning. Now, I don't know what puts those impulses in us, 
But when she got here and she heard the Word of God, what did she do? She listened. So was God calling her? Was Jesus calling her? Yeah, now can I prove? No, I can't prove it, but I saw how she responded when she heard Jesus talk. So guess what? Jesus is her good shepherd. So I don't have to take care of his side of it. I let him take care of it. I have to take care of my side of it. So if Jesus says, hey, I'm the good shepherd, you believe it? So when he calls you, when he asks you to do what you need to do, when he asks you to get out of the wind, when he asks you to lay down beside the still waters, when he asks you to follow him, what do you do? You listen. Do you believe he's the good shepherd? Now, you don't have to answer out loud. I'm not even asking for an out loud answer. Do you believe he's the good shepherd? You know how you prove that? You listen to him. Folks, listen to him. It's easy to go to church. Truth. Especially one that's got these comfortable chairs and has fried chicken. I mean, what a deal, man. You don't even have to have toilets at work right now. Don't need air conditioning right We're in good shape, y'all. But you listen, right? You listen. If he calls, you listen. You want to prove he's the good shepherd? the things that he says and asks of you, do it. Keep reading. He said, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. I like that. What's the thought there? He leads them. That's a good word. What does that mean? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Think, think, think. Don't get Sunday school on me. He leads them. He's showing them the way. Did Jesus show us the way to deal with little kids? Yes. Yes, He did. You want to know how to deal with little kids? Watch Jesus. And I've talked to you about it before. Little kids were not meant to be yelled at. The truth is their little brains, their little psyches, their little emotions can't handle being yelled at because it makes them afraid. And it, You know the fight or flight response that God put in us? It's like when you get scared, you, you and you either run or fight. Little kids don't know how to process that. I mean, really, you got a baby that you're yelling at. Where are they going to run? They can't walk. You got a little kid in the house that he he can't get out. They can't reach the doorknob. Where you? Where's he going to go? Children were not meant to yell at. Yelling at them messes up their noodles because it scrambles them. They can't process that. That makes sense. So listen, to, follow Jesus. Let Jesus show you the way to deal with kids. Did Jesus show you how to deal with old ladies? Did he? Yeah, Luke chapter 7. He showed us how to deal with old ladies. You be kind to old ladies. You take care of old ladies. You do for them. It's probably true of old men too. But it's, it's certainly true of old ladies. You, sh- you have compassion for them. Let Jesus... Now what do we tend to do? I love you. But what do we tend to do? You're in the store and you're busy. And you're young and you've got places to go and things to do. And here's this little old lady getting her basket. I was behind one this morning at Walmart. <laughs> she couldn't pull out the basket from those others. So I help her pull out the basket. 
She turns the basket around and starts to walk, but one of the wheels sticks. She almost fell over. We, it took us two or three tries to get her a basket and to get her on her way. Now, folks, on it, you don't have to say it out loud. What do we tend to do when somebody's in our way? And what do we tend to do when we go past them? We make sure we give them that eye, right? No more. No more. You want to, is Jesus your good shepherd? You going to listen to him? How about you follow his lead? Follow the way he shows you. Shows you what to do with old ladies and little kids. Does he show you what to do with folks that are hungry? Does he show you what to do with folks that are bad? Does he show you what to do with... I want to use this one tonight. Does he show you what to do with folks that are called your brothers, but they mistreat you? Yeah, you pout, you quit church. You just, I'm never going back up there until they have pizza and then I'll go. (laughs) Now, you know what you do? You serve them. That's what Jesus showed us the way to do. He took off his coat, wrapped a towel around his waist, and washed their feet. Well, they never did anything for me. That's right. And Jesus could have said that about these old boys. Had they ever been any help to him? Not at all. They'd got him in more trouble than they were worth. When he needed them the most, they went to sleep. So when somebody hurts your feelings, guess what? Be kind to them. Whoa! What do you mean? Be kind to them. Let Jesus show you the way. Is Jesus your good shepherd? No. Well, I say yes. He's the good shepherd, and he's the light of the world. And you can quote all the verses. I don't. I don't care if you can quote the verses. Are is he your good shepherd? If he's your good shepherd, then let's get serious about listening to him, and then let's get serious about following him. If he's going to call us, let's answer. If he's going to lead us, let's follow. Right? Did Jesus ever show a man how to treat a wife? Yes, they never had a wife, but he shows us how to treat a wife. In fact, Paul, who will write about Jesus later, says, Hey, you husbands, y'all want to know how to treat a wife? Look at how Jesus treats us. Church. Did Jesus ever show a woman how to treat a husband? Yeah, and he didn't have a husband. He wasn't a woman. But did he show that? Yeah, Paul, who will write about Jesus one day, said, Hey, guys, ladies, you want to know how to treat your husband? What's Jesus? What's Jesus? Follow Jesus. Is Jesus your good shepherd? Then listen when he calls and follow when he leads. Keep reading. Verse 7, and this is the second or third time he says this, folks. And I like to hear it coming out of Jesus' mouth. He said, I tell you the truth. He is not lying to you. He's not making this stuff up. He says, I'm telling you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers. Hang on. Um, I can't take a lot of time on this, but any of you, don't, and don't hold up your hands, but any of you ladies ever had a guy in your life that you thought was the good shepherd and he was nothing but a thief or a robber? 
He just came to take from you. He came to take. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, right? Keep reading. I am the gate. Whoever enters me through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. That's freedom, y'all, if you can come in and go out. And the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I want you to underline the verse. I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Um, in this room, we've done it. In this room, we've done it. Okay? I've told you before, when Jesus gets ready to give you life, it's a free gift. How do you know that? How do you know that? Jesus says it in Romans 6, verse 23. Wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is life. Eternal life. Right? It's a gift. So let's say I've got a gift. And I've given all of you people one. So let me give this to you. Somebody offers you a free gift. What do you do? You say thank you. And you take it, right? Did you hear that? It's just that simple. Right? It's not complicated. It's not all that theology. It's not all that church house rule stuff. Does Jesus want to give you life? So what do you do? Say it again. You take it and say thank you. That's exactly right. If Jesus offers you a free gift of life, what do you do? You take it. Now, Jesus says, I came that you might have life. Anybody in this room know anything about receiving a new life? Hold up your hand if you've received a new life. Okay, now tell me, tell me something about what it's like to get a brand new life. What's it like to get a new life? It's amazing. Roland, what's it like? It's good. What's it like to get a new life? Monica? Everything's clear. Everything's better. Everything's clear. What's it like to get a new life? You get to start all over again and put five months of sobriety together. That's right. What's it like to get a brand new life? Best thing that ever happened? Me too. Me too. Now I'm fixing to be mean, okay? I'm warning you so you can hold on to your chairs a little bit. It's real easy to get a new life and say, okay, I got my new life and go right back to living the old way. It's happened. In this room, it's happened. I got my new life, but I keep living the way I've always lived. That's not living it to the full. Right? Does that make sense? Jesus says, I came to give you life and give it to... Look at it so that you can have it to the full. He wants you to have it all, folks. He doesn't want you just to get a, the old sins forgiven. He doesn't just want you to get a chance to start all over again. He wants you to have all the blessings, all the benefits that come with being a part of a family of God like this one and beyond. I'm telling you, He's got more to offer you than just forgiveness of your sins. Now, I dig the forgiveness of my sins. I wanted that one first. I like the fact of getting to start all over again. And some of you have really taken that opportunity and really, really have done a good job with it. 
I, I hear people talk all the time about how they see in Bernie's life that kind of thing. Bernie and Caesar, they received that new life and they are trying to live it. Guess what's coming? If they keep listening, if they keep following, if they keep receiving, what are they going to get? It's going to get full. That's right. If He calls, we listen. If He leads, we follow. If He offers life, we accept it. We take it. I'm the good shepherd. And He said, keep reading. I lay down, the lake. good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Nobody else is going to do that, y'all. The hired hand is going to run. He's going to abandon the sheep. The man runs away because he's a hired man and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. Stop. If you've got somebody in your life that would lay down his life for you, and he did, and if you've got somebody that would live right now for you, which is what he's doing now, what should you do? Well, now listen, see, I've, I've got this, I got this man I love. And he, I love him. And I've been together a long time. And, and he keeps cheating on me, but I love him. He keeps taking my money, but I, I love him. He won't work, bring home any groceries, but I love him. You got a man that won't do anything for you? He's no good shepherd in your life, right? He's no good shepherd in your life. Same thing with you. That, flip it over. You can make it the woman too. But the point is this. Jesus will do that. He's already done that. He laid down His life for you so you could have life. And right now the Bible says He's living right now, right now in heaven so we can keep getting that life. Romans 5, Hebrews 7. You can check out all the theology later. The point is, if He's going to do that, what do you do? For somebody that's going to take up for you like that, somebody who's going to go that far for you, somebody who's going to put himself out that much to bless you, help you, save you, what do you do? I heard a bunch of answers at one time. You give to him. You listen to him. You stay with them. You follow him. And it's... All of those are good words. Got no argument with any of them. <coughs> word that came to my mind was you love them. I had no idea that somebody loved me that much. And so when you find out somebody loves you that much, what do you do? You love them. You trust them. You follow them. You listen to them. Last one, and I'm going to hush. Look at the middle of verse 16. Verse, verse 16. Verse 16. Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They will too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. There's lots of theology to talk about there. I just want to know what your reaction is. If the good shepherd, if he is my good shepherd and he calls me and knows me, he calls me by name, and I listen, and he leads me, shows me how to live my life, and I follow, lays down his life for me, 
or no, came to, it gives me life so I can have it to the full. And so I accept that. And then He lays down His life for me and I love Him. If He tells me He's got some other sheep that He wants to bring into the pen, what do I do? I help Him. I help Him. Who invited you to come here? Are you glad? Darla, who invited you? Are you glad? Yeah. Ernest, who invited you? <laughs> yeah, you kind of got hijacked, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Who invited you? Are you glad? All right. Victoria, who invited you? Are you glad? Yeah. Zimri, who invited you? Are you glad? Marissa, Melissa, who invited you? Are you glad? Yeah. We could go all over the... Who, who invited you? Stephanie and Cody. Are you glad? Yeah. Melissa, who invited you? My mom. Yeah. Are you glad? Yes. Yeah. Did you hear that? Somebody invited them here. And we could trace it back, okay? We could keep tracing it back. Ruby, who invited you here? Your Aunt Teresa. Where's she right now? She's in glory right now with Jesus, with that good shepherd. And she invited you. Are you glad? Yeah. Sherry, who invited you? I remember. I remember where I was standing when I invited you. Are you glad? Oh, yeah. Who invited you, Rex? I didn't get invited. I was like Ernest. I got told <laughs> by Dennis. Here's the point of all that, y'all. Once in a while, once in a while, I hear somebody say, man, there's so many new people, I can't get to know them. It's, diff it's different. Thank God. I got bored with you old people. I wanted to see some new people. Does Jesus have some other sheep out there, folks? So what do you think we ought to do? Help him. Bring him in. What's, what's supper next week? Barbecue. Let's order some extra. Because what I want to do, bring somebody. Invite them. Invite them. Because next week, if God helps us, next week, God help us, we're going to read about Jesus in John chapter 11. And we're going to deal with the toughest subject in the world in some people's life, the thing they fear the most. We're going to talk about death. And we're going to talk about how Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And anybody who believes in Him will never die. And if they die, he, that yet they will live again. You've got some friends that need to hear that. Let's help Jesus get them here, right? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Above everything else, thank you for Jesus. And I thank you that uh, he's our good shepherd.
and I'll say, and you hear who, whatever anybody else wants to say, but um, I want to listen, and I want to follow, and want to, I want to have, I want to accept a life, and I want to live it to the full. I want to love him as much as he loved me, and I want to help if I can. Do whatever I can to help. So God, thank you for our good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, folks. Hug somebody whether you like them or not.